0: Hello, hello, hello and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Sheets. We are your hosts Chad and Jeanette and we have Zachary on today as our special guest.
1: All right, so the question is, are you struggling with posting social media content? I know that it takes a lot of time, and we, Massage Core Academy, are doing all of the work for you, introducing our Done For You membership, all of the social media stuff that you need to level up your business. You can go to
0: MassageCoreAcademy.com and sign up right now. Hello, hello. Hello, Zach.
1: What a light and delicate intro that was today.
0: Uh, You know, it was the Zoom lady (laughs) that got me. Recording in progress. Nice little (laughs) notification on my screen, so in case I didn't agree to a recording. (laughs) So professional, Chad. So professional.
2: Always,
1: Always. Back to Zach. How are things
2: going? It's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. It's a beautiful day outside, so, you know, let's keep it going. Yeah, for sure. Um,
0: Um, we got a pretty,
1: yeah, I was going to say, we got a pretty, pretty, uh, I'm I'm not going to say intense topic, but this is one that you, we talk all the time about understanding your numbers, understanding the purposes behind your business. This is one of those things where sure, you're going to hire a bookkeeper to take care of it, but ensuring that you understand your business, this is one of those things you have to understand. Yes. So we're definitely going to go into this and that is cost of goods sold, right? And especially when you're thinking about cost of goods sold and then your regular business Business expenses because they 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 are different and they can be mixed matched unintentionally if you don't know what you're looking for. So um, we're going to lean on um, Zach to definitely help us with this. So Jeanette, you want to kick us off?
0: Yeah, one of uh, one of the reasons why if anybody saw me like banging my head over here is because it, until you hire somebody like Zach, you have no idea what you're missing. Like you, you just don't you can research everything possible but everybody's situation is unique so when you're finding out those that you could have recorded all of those numbers for 5 years and you're like oh no because for us like every deduction i have a fuzzy on my face every deduction matters absolutely so, absolutely so Zach kind of lined us up with these topics because we're going to have on again and again and again. Um, but today's is cost of goods sold versus business expense. Like we see this on our sheet for the month. We see it at the end of our taxes. Like what are the differences between cost of goods sold and business expense? And we're going to kind of play around with some examples. Go, Zach
2: yeah (laughs) yeah so cost of goods sold are expenses that directly are associated with the income that's coming in so that could be the manufacturing of things um but like for massage that would be more associated with merchant fees so like square or massage book um you know the services entailed or if you even have any inventory uh associated with your your site so where you're doing some retail at your location
0: and that Um, would be you said that would be cost of goods sold that would be the
2: cost of goods sold okay and then other expenses would be like the rent that you have uh associated with your location um or if you're uh paying for subscriptions like massage book or if you're paying for uh uh You know uh, Spotify for your music in your location Uh, those would be more direct expenses for your location not necessarily associated with you uh, getting the money for your massage itself okay
1: so a month ago uh, back in April uh, Square made a pretty significant change to their policy And they've been telling us this for a while, but that was their, it's happening in a week reminder, right? And essentially what they said is if you sell a product, we'll call it a hundred bucks and you have your fee for processing the credit card, I think it's 3.9 plus 30 cents, something like that, whatever they charge um, at the time of this recording. Um, If you have to refund that customer, you do not get the fees back, which when it comes to policy changes, there's policy changes probably quarterly with businesses and significant ones yearly. They just update their terms. They make sure that whatever laws or whatever's changed throughout the year, they're compliant with, and they pass that information along to you. But this is a significant change, um, in my opinion, because when you're talking about 100 bucks and you're talking about you know almost 3% across, we'll say, 25 massages a week, that's you know, there's a lot of money to be. We'll call it lost, but to me, the most important thing is make sure you update your policy to reflect that because you do, as a business owner, have the right to change your policy to say, um, "But we're not giving that back to you either." As long as it's documented and your and your customer agree, and your client agrees. But I'm bringing this up because we're talking about cost of goods sold and that processing fee. Typically, in a business, would be like a um, deductible. Chart or deductible line item? How does that right. fall when it comes to cost of goods, versus just general business operating and expenses?
2: Yeah, so I mean, if you have it set up where your merchant fees are considered part of your cost of goods sold, which not in all situations is that necessary, you know, it could just be considered an outside regular expense. Um, but if you have it set up as a cost of goods sold, you know, you're obviously taking a loss on those uh, like return fees, because if they're not going to reimburse you on that, then you're also taking a loss as well too. So you could, you know, talking to your bookkeeper and you know watching for those particular types of transactions, especially if you're expecting a lot of returns, um, you can also claim um, that as a loss as well. So <clears throat> you know that that non returned funds.
1: Yeah, and this goes back to what we say probably every third episode. Um, you know, write your policies, write your terms in a way that back you up, that ensure you're protecting your business, yourself, uh, and is in the best interest of your client. But, um, you know, I know that these fees, uh, they feel like such a pain in the butt, and every and and I. I think it's. Well, there's,
0: st- they're necessary fees.
1: Well, that's the thing. So I think in some states they allow you to add a line item that says credit card processing fee, which I disagree with 100%. 100%. I don't think that should be a line item. If I pay $80, it should not be $85 because you're also charging me fees. You should figure out your pricing model as a this is what it costs all in for the entire business. To me, that is right. a business expense that should be absorbed by the business because it's a cost of
2: doing business. Um, my and I agree, that, Chad, too, so. <laughs> I, yeah. I agree with you on that chat too. So I agree with you where you want to make sure that your cost is associated with in your, you know, your pricing for your, your, your item or whatever your service is, you know, you want to make sure that you're not saying, Oh, well, uh, you know, the way we're going to charge you an additional fee no that should be already included in the cost you know that should already be associated with it
1: and not to blast any companies but if you ever look at a transaction from ticketmaster there's like 10 line items yeah. and, I get, and i get it they they they're in the middle of so many different things between venues and and websites and multiple you know states and countries but there are so like just I get that it goes different places, but why can't it just say it costs 20 bucks, right? Why does it have to say right. your ticket's 10, but you also have this and this and this and this and this. Like, I appreciate transparency. You all know I appreciate transparency, but there's a limit to where it looks like you're just nickeling and diming, and that's not good business either.
0: Yeah.
2: No, no. And, and Ticketmaster definitely, you know, their, their percentage of what they take is just exuberant. So, yeah.
1: Okay, so... What are some things that I don't want to call them necessarily hidden, but what are some of these cost of good line items um, that people should look out for or think about uh, when it comes to, you know, maybe their maybe their fees, maybe whatever. But when it comes to that cost of good, because we're in a service industry, right? We're not building tables where there's an expense for wood and there's an expense for glue and there's an expense for nails in order for that to happen we're in a service industry so we're talking things like um subscriptions or memberships or access to 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 things that we can't build ourselves we're talking about um you know towel warmers we're talking about linens right we're talking about things um that are a little bit different than if you were you know building something so what are some of the things that we might not think about or that might be
2: hidden or associated that we can line item as a cost of good well, well, definitely merchant fees, um, but like just like what you were saying about like with Ticketmaster, how they have uh, like 10 line items of all those fees. Those are what we're really talking about as cost of goods sold, uh, especially as, as a massage therapist. So we're talking about, you know, if you're using Square and you're using Massage Book, you're paying for uh, Square's merchant fee. Which is whatever percentage it is for you, because um, I think uh, AMTA and ABMP also provide like a discount on those uh, particular merchant fees. Um, but those would be a cost of goods sold because you had to use Square in order to get paid for that service. So you used that service in order in order to make the money that you got. So it cost you money in order to get the money that you were getting if that right. makes sense. So like you charged $100 for a massage, but you ended up with like $20 in fees. I'm sure it's not that much, but um, you might not have seen that on the back end because when it hit your bank account, you got $80. So you went, oh, I made $80. Well, you didn't, you made $100, but there was a cost associated with that.
0: I think that's the, I think that's like the first important thing to miss <clears throat> like that you miss because as if you've never kept track of anything as a business owner and you're like okay all of a sudden like I have this business and I need to keep track of it I've seen therapists just report what hits their bank account and then take the deductions from there and I'm like no 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 <laughs> you know we can't do that
2: absolutely and absolutely and, and like with the Sorry. (laughs) and and The example that we have, we have an example of of Groupon uh, with the document that we have, but, and, you know, you'll see like there's a merchant fee associated with Groupon, but then also Groupon's fee that they charge in order to utilize their service is also associated with that. So say you, you know, but at the same time too, you also took a hit also because you discounted that service on top of that so that's also let me ask you about about that that
1: hit okay let me ask you about that hit you sell for 100 bucks you make an arrangement where it's 50 percent off and then of course there's the additional fees and the cost of making it happen fees right that's what um yeah do you record that as the full price session that was discounted and then that discount goes as a line item or because all you actually how does that work right so we'll use the hundred dollars as the base right normally it's menu priced at a hundred bucks your arrangement with Groupon makes it 50 bucks uh, after Groupon pays out because of any fees or whatever it takes we'll call it 40 break that down for us
2: yeah so like Groupon is a great example because uh, I think they take like 30% off of whatever cost that you're putting it out as so say you had it for a hundred dollars, but you discounted it for 50%. So you're only starting off with $50 right there. And then Groupon charges a 30% fee to utilize the service that they're charging you as the business owner. And then there's also the merchant cost on top of that. And then if there was any additional um, uh, fees are associated with that, which I think there's another small fee that Groupon also charges as well. on top of that. So like, or if you uh get into one of their other little programs where they're trying to advertise you, there's a separate fee for that even. So your fifty dollars is now down to maybe thirty dollars. So you were offering a hundred dollar service that you're only making thirty dollars on.
1: Where does that hundred dollar service that's a great explanation. So the hundred dollars and I'm I'm thinking about this because when we went through uh the pandemic Um, There were a lot of (laughs) there are way too many businesses, not just massage therapists, but way too many businesses who did not record their stuff properly. So when it came to qualifying for grants and loans, they showed they made 20,000, even though they made 70,000 because they were hiding. Right. So they qualified for less and it bit them in the butt in the end. Right. Is there a way? And this is this can be a yes or no, but then an explanation if you want to. Is there a way for that $100 group on service or $100 service that you sell to record it as a hundred bucks and then offset somewhere accounting wise the 50 as a discount and then cost of goods for that fee so that at the end of the day, you can say, we charge a hundred bucks, we brought in a hundred bucks, but then we had a discount to bring it down and we had the cost of doing business. So it ended up at 30 bucks. But realistically my books say this should have been hundred dollars because that's what the value was. Is there a way to make that happen?
0: So the
2: absolutely. Best, absolutely the best way- even in this example that we have with Groupon here it it shows that there is a discount associated also with the Groupon cuz it's showing the discounted income. So we put it in as a retail rate for the Groupon service itself and then it was already discounted before it even hit the cost of goods sold items and then you end up with your <clears throat> your gross profit or your net profit off of that, you know, particular item it's beautiful
0: i mean the best way that anybody has explained it to me is like even though groupon is a company they are our customer so you are even you think about it as an individual thing you're selling it to rupon smith that that is their name and you are giving them this discount and this discount and this discount Yeah. all of those discounts would be deductible if it was me selling you a massage chad like
1: does that same principle operate on coupons? So if I were to run a 90-day promo where you get um, 20% off, so your $100 service breaks down to be 80 bucks, am I still recording that as this sells for 100 bucks, and then we discounted it down to 80 because they purchased during you know XYZ time period? Is that st- Or is that only with that Groupon-style scena- scenario?
2: Yeah, that uh, that would also be like under cost of goods sold. Now, it, depending on like, you know, how the accountant would structure that, um, that gets into a little more detail, but sure. uh, it could be counted as a discount or it could be counted as a cost of goods sold. It just depends on how they want to, you know, be uh, shown on the back end. You know, really not, like the you do not use this for the cost evil. Goods sold are Almost the same thing, you right. know, accounting wise and numbers wise. But at the same time too it's signifying you know you discounted your service so it's already starting off at a lower cost you know so that's where the discount is that it's coming off before you even have it as income and then the cost of goods sold happens after the income
1: if yeah. that makes sense. yeah i, I, I want to make sure nobody <clears throat> uses this for evil because it, there it sounds like there's a way that you and i'm sure there's this would throw oh. up enough flags if you used it regularly for the wrong purposes, but um, I I can see how someone could get a little malicious with um fancy uh fancy accounting line iteming, and that's that's why this is why you need a bookkeeper because even me, right. all these things we're talking about, I'm like, holy cow, really? I, these are things that I wasn't aware of. So yeah, um, you know. Okay, this and is then,
0: why I hired Zach. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: <laughs> honest to God, people, this is. don't skimp on. Okay. So when, one of the things that I advise (laughs) is when it comes to business, the the top two highest paid people should be your, your finance department and your marketing department, because those are the people who ensure that you're compliant and that you don't have fees and that you do everything right. And those are the people that make you look good. So, um, getting a qualified and, and quality bookkeeper, super important. And then also when it comes to marketing, doing it right, because you can make yourself look like crap or you can make yourself look like gold and it's, a matter of a punctuation where you could totally screw that up. Okay, so we went over a couple of top examples. Anything, any other top examples or any other things that you can think of that a massage therapist who's sitting down and looking at their uh, American Express account and say, these are all the things that I pay for, where should they go, right? They're just kind of thinking because they want to understand it. Obviously, they should hire somebody to handle it for them, but if somebody's just taking a look at their Excel sheet, what are some other top examples folks might think think about when it comes to cost of goods uh versus just a, a standard business expense.
2: Yeah, I mean cost of goods sold isn't like a huge broad area, but I like you were saying like the coupons um would be considered into that uh the merchant fees, inventory, so the the cost of what you purchased the item for is the cost of goods sold and not the the income amount. So the, you know, you you bought it for 25 and sold it for 40. You know that the difference is your actual income, and where the other is is the same. So, um, you know, but inventory is probably for massage therapists, and uh, merchant fees are the biggest items that we tend to find. So, you
1: you okay. mentioned you mentioned in our in our in our pre chat because we always do a, a tiny little powwow beforehand just to make sure you know we know what we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking Ooh, about that right topic. We should start calling it the powwow or a little, pow-wow. <laughs> a little um, powwow one of the things you had mentioned was <clears throat> um let's say stripe charges 2.9 plus percent 30 percent, but the massage book in order to integrate them charges uh one percent because they built something that makes your life easier but it's mandatory in order to use it right So that's, that's kind of, it's not a, um, credit card processing fee. It's more of a handshake fee really, uh, between the two services. Would that also fall under a cost of good? And if so, why is that a cost of good, uh, line item instead of just
2: that's the cost of doing business? Yeah, it it is a cost of good. You know, if you're already categorizing your merchant fees as cost of goods sold, that uh, additional, you know, service fee that they have associated with, it also would be cost of goods sold because it wouldn't have happened unless you processed that sale. So, you know, is it is it right or great? Not always, but is it a small amount? Absolutely. And, you know, it, it's, it can be a little negligible at the same time too, but um, it it can be a little annoying. <laughs> I... It's it just the cost of doing business, especially if you're doing from, you know, one service to another service, know into your books
1: so I messaged Jeanette to take us out after this but I have an issue with that and it's not any issue with you but I just I have to say it I think it is BS to charge a fee in order to bridge two companies together I look at it as if you're doing right by your clients which I talk about all the time right we have to do things in the best interest of our business ourselves but also our clients which in the case of you know your massage books or whatever if they are Building that integration to allow that credit card processing to happen through their business, I do not think they should be making money off it. I think they should in turn say, look what we did for you, you have no reason to leave us because we're doing right by you. So a little micro event, but I don't think it's right for companies to do that. That should be an investment that they make into their infrastructure for the betterment of their clientele whether it sets them apart or it makes them standard protocol with the other companies, it should still be done. It should be covered. And I actually brought this up with one of my vendors and within 30 days, they removed their fee and said, we apologize. This is what you guys want. And we're talking about people who subscribe to this product in the hundreds of thousands. So they have a ton of people that are using their service. Um, they said, we apologize. We are as of so and so date eliminating our fees associated with this. We care about you, and we want. And so they heard me, and they made the right decision. And I, I guarantee you, they invested a ton of money to make that happen. Um, but they, after hearing from us, made the right move and said, "We care about you. We're going to make sure we're providing the stuff that you need in order to do your business better."
0: So and I'm that's glad. How it should be. I'm I'm glad, and this is great because if you guys actually have stuff to do we're going to this is the second part of this rant. I'm glad that you put that that way because while I understand that massage book charges a fee because they do have things like membership and if they didn't charge in my mind how I was thinking if they didn't charge that fee they wouldn't be able to have that feature that lets me know like and put all these identifying things in their profile do they have a credit do they have a gift certificate but that is the cost of them providing what they do so like why I don't I don't disagree with you like I'm just glad that you explained that that way because it is yes it is the cost of doing business but you should be absorbing that to provide me that service because nobody else does or because Square can't.
1: Yeah, I would rather I get it. I would rather you raise your rate from fifty four ninety nine to fifty seven dollars. Yeah. Even sixty bucks and build it in as this is what it takes, but we give you this and make it a feature ad, rather than line item it, because then it, it feels nickel and diming to me. It doesn't yeah. feel like you're there to take care of me and maybe there's a behind the scenes reason for yeah, that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, and I would say probably there is some probably behind the scenes things on that. You know, it could be that that you know that small percentage that they take could be because Square charges them the fee, and it's just being carried over to us versus them paying for that. But at the same time, too, MassageBook also has what a fee for if a new client signs on through the through the online service as well. Too, um, you know, yeah, for if it, they if like they provide non- the lead
1: or whatever, if through their yeah, if they yeah. provided the lead.
2: Then there's like a fee associated with that. So. And listen,
1: I've done zero research and they've yeah. been transparent in their writing of there's a fee associated <clears throat> with this when this happens. So we're and we have the ability to turn that on or off. So we we are being told and this is not a blast massage book. This is just an awareness thing. Yeah, um, there is a fee in a place that I didn't even know existed. And all these years I've been uh, recommending massage book because I don't use myself because I'm not a practicing mm-hmm. massage therapist. So why why would I know about that, right? I don't have the experience with it. But to learn that you can then line item it accounting wise, um, that's the important piece. And that's the whole point of this conversation is mm-hmm. that it's not something you just have to absorb. It's something you can line item and then accounting wise know what happened, why it happened, and then have your deductibles as there's in your your offsets as as they're supposed to.
0: Well, so this is like a perfect segue into what next week's topic is going to be about because there's a couple of line items when you're tracking sales by product or service. Like we've, I know Zach has mentioned this in previous ones, but there's a very important reason why we do that. And we're going to get into that next week. So keep folding your sheets nice and crispy. And we will see you next week. to the next level.